Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, February 28th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Atlantic 10 Commissioner Bernadette McGlade on Massachusetts's move to the MAC, conference realignment has become a constant among Division I institutions. Massachusetts has been very transparent with the Atlantic 10 in its search for an FBS conference affiliation. In turn the A-10 has been very respectful of this need and the environment needed surrounding FBS football. I respect the UMass administration, coaches, and student-athletes as they have been a valuable member of the A-10. The Atlantic 10 has provided UMass an environment to be successful for nearly 50 years in numerous sports including a Final Four run in men's basketball. This news does not alter the mission of the A-10 as a nationally relevant successful basketball-centric conference with a robust Olympic sports platform also built for success. UNLV has received a $6.5 million gift from the Boyd Gaming Corporation and the Boyd family to support the Rebel Up Capital campaign, specifically the construction of the Boyd Multi-Use Indoor Practice Facility, which will benefit most of the sports programs at UNLV. Rebels AD Eric Harper stating, UNLV Athletics is extremely thankful for the many years of support provided by the Boyd family and Boyd Gaming. This gift is part of the Rebel Up campaign to help UNLV Athletics continue its mission of enhancing the student-athlete experience. The new multi-use facility is a part of enhancing our new facilities and will increase momentum to further the campaign initiatives. Iowa AD Beth Getz and Northern Iowa Interim AD Bob Bowlesby talk with the Corridor Business Journal's Nate Kading about the changing landscape of college sports, the impact of Hawkeyes women's basketball student-athlete Caitlin Clark, the town and gown relationships both schools have with their communities and more. Bowlesby talks about his time chairing the NCANIL subcommittee and says, we probably had a dozen guardrails that we were prepared to put into place when this was going to start. Principle among them was that NIL was not to be used as an inducement for transfer or initial enrollment. It was quite clear there was a fair amount of transparency in the model. It was a very substantial liberalization of what was permissible. But the NCAA refused to put it in place. Their legal counsel said, we're going to get sued again. Of course, all of us knew we were going to get sued again, but we would have had a stake in the ground that articulated what we stood for. Instead, we now have 25 states that have no laws. We have 25 states that have a wide-ranging array of laws that are incompatible with one another, and we have no NCAA rule upon which any of us can rely. Gets notes that Clark has raised everyone else's star along with her, but adds that comes with some additional considerations. You're talking about a college student that can't really walk from one building to the other without a crowd around her, and that's a lot, even though she is so generous with her time. So we're making sure that we have a great security plan on our campus and on the road. It's a really cooperative effort that has to happen with their security team. We do travel with them and advance some of them out front to make sure they're locking down hotels. We understand who's in and out. Most of the time it's just fans and young people wanting to be around her, but you've got to be really careful. The fields have been announced for the NCAA Men's and Women's Indoor Track and Field Championships. The event, co-hosted by Boston College and UMass Lowell, will be held March 7-9 at the Track at New Balance in Boston, Massachusetts. The field is also set for the NCAA Skiing Championships, where 74 men and 74 women will compete at Steamboat Spring, Colorado March 6-9. The student fees at North Texas will increase $1.60 per credit hour to $17.85, which is expected to generate an additional $2.6 million for the athletics department. 
Because the hike is less than 10%, the regents were able to approve it without a student vote. The increase goes into effect this fall. Mean Green AD Jared Mosley stating, It's important for us to continue to grow all of our revenue streams in order to compete and provide our student-athletes with championship experiences. We're very aware of the landscape of what many of our in-state peers and rivals charge in their student athletic fees. We are still well below the average of those institutions. For context, UNT officials cited Tarleton State, $35 per credit hour, Texas State, $22, UTSA, $20, and Sam Houston State, $20, as peers who charge more for student fees. The ACC yesterday filed a brief in North Carolina opposing Florida State's motion to dismiss or stay its case, reiterating that the state is the appropriate venue for a dispute over a North Carolina contract to be decided. In its filing, the ACC also contended it had no choice but to file its lawsuit before FSU did in order to protect the league and its GOR, there is nothing improper about a party seeking to protect its rights by filing first. The ACC also argued that the North Carolina court should not defer to the Florida court, as Florida State has asked, because FSU has not met its burden to show substantial injustice. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, February 28th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.